Welcome to our Box DNV. I'm your host, Jason. 2020 was unforgettable. From the COVID-19 pandemic, to justice for black lives, to a presidential election, and killer hornets. Because of COVID, galleries and museums had to close to the public. Our fairs went online, and it seemed to happen overnight. But hey, we adapted. Galleries and museums went online with viewings and talkbacks. Artists started uploading videos of their work. We won't know what the future will hold for us, but things are looking up. There's a vaccine out to fight COVID, and we the people won and voted out a tyrant. So, as 2020 closes and 2021 opens, let us reflect, organize, and prepare with words of advice from interviews I did in 2020. You'll hear from Vatican, Johnny, Sarah, Ali, Julie, Christy, Carlos, and finally Umar. So, with that, sit back, relax, and be inspired. So the advice I would give my past self, uh, that would be to understand um, emotional regulation. Hmm. Because that, that's something I, I've learned as an adult, and I'm basically re-raising my younger self, the way I talk in my head now is different from before so say for instance like certain language like if i make a mistake i'm not you know i'm not a moron you know i'm not dumb right for making a mistake um i see mistakes now as learning curves like oh what did you learn from that mistake whereas the way i was raised whether culturally or otherwise was that if you make a mistake that means you're not good and the thing is that you're not good message turns into is not like you're not good at this it turns into you're not good period mm, so yeah. you kind of walk around with this extremely self-loathing or self-destructive mentality you know so that's one thing i would advise my young self is like you know understand really how you feel about things um, embrace them, you know, yeah. um, whether it's rejection, whether it's disappointment, um, whether you're anxious or afraid, fear, you know, things like that, you know, like, um, these are just emotions and they're like, um, your personal GPS hmm. and they're trying to warn you about uh, danger ahead. Right. You know, things like that. Now, in terms of advice for artists is the rule number one is build your skill set first because if you're good at something it's inevitable that you will be looked you know like you people will check for you right they'll, they'll find you you know yeah based on the merit of what you're doing because you are reaching people you know if your work is great that first you can then implement other things like how you market yourself and whatnot but the main thing is you know build the skill set and in order for you to build a skill set really be honest with yourself in terms of the what how and why mm. you're doing art because if you don't 
like we both talked about doodling and you know you get all excited you're like right. oh yeah you yeah know? i'm actually <laughs> you know looking like, forward to there it are now. people yeah. who are not excited about doodling they're not excited about drawing or sketching or those down moments yeah so you know and it's not a bad thing like if you don't feel the same way maybe this ain't for you or maybe it's not something you should want to aspire to do professionally because what it's going to do is you're actually going to trigger that bad talk in your head right make you feel like you're not worthy because every time you turn around here's someone else being praised for what they're doing you know what i mean so building a skill set actually builds your confidence in what you're doing already true i always think of it as building your toolbox another way of saying it yeah right and so you know because when i when I first started out, it was my love for illustration, like being a kid and seeing comic book covers. Oh, yes. You know, it's like oh, yes. a Spider-Man cover or yeah. Incredible Hulk or something like that. And it was all I thought about. It was all I can dream of. And, you know, just looking at it over and over and over. And then you're trying to uh, replicate it, yeah. you know, by drawing it. And then this drawing becomes you impressing your friends. Like, oh, look right. at what I did. Right. And you get that validation. Later on, it becomes like you start questioning, uh, like, what if I created my own characters and stuff like that? So the consistency of drawing, you know, has always been there. And so the skill set naturally builds as you consistently do it, you know, over time. So, uh, you know, um, I think there's a high chance now, especially now, there's a high chance of people building their skill sets because their videos there's you know their different websites they're different even some artists have their own um mentorships and tutorials yeah it's a it's you know and especially if you're young you know like you have a lot of time on your hands to just study you know and learn and perfect your craft you know and it's not like you know perfection like you know, you you're not trying to be Rembrandt or you know anything like that. It's just. And why would you want to be? You you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but you know, the yeah. thing is, you you want to build your skill set enough to where you are confident enough to take on excuse me different jobs like any job um, pertaining to what you do. And this was, you know, this this is what I've noticed has helped me or even other artists that I know because there are some artists that I know who are very you know they have a very solid skill set and then I'll find out later like oh these artists are taking classes you know like studio drawing and stuff like that and I'm like oh really you know and they're like yeah and it's not because they feel like they're not there yet it's just that this is part of the game it's like um workouts yeah you know little workouts and you warm up you know and things like that so these artists love what they do to a point where they don't mind going back to school for it, you know, or they don't mind learning from, from it, you know, I would so it's not agree. really about fame or followership or anything like that. It's just their love for the craft. Yeah. And that's what ultimately makes them puts them in the positions they are in. That's true. Yeah. Cause the opportunity will find you. Yeah. So, yeah, that would, that's how I would sum it, you know, so advice for younger self, 
learn to be emotionally regulated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, check yourself that before will you help wreck you yourself. in the future. And right. Advice to, you know, in terms of the art is like, you know, build um, a great skill set through what you love doing already. You know, that is some drawing and the painting. That is some solid advice. I could not agree more with you on that. You know, keep learning. Build your toolbox, or as you said, keep your, you know, your skill set, learn all that. And then yeah. after all that stuff is done, then you can just simply, you can start finding opportunities and opportunities will find you. I yeah, can, absolutely. It's inevitable. Like there's no way someone is good at something and not being noticed. Next up, Johnny Dahl. Find the master of the craft. Go learn from that master. And maybe keep traveling. Find a new master and just keep mastering the craft. And once you have, you know, you be that master. And to be a master means you'll keep practicing and learning your craft the rest of your life. Because that's really what it's all about. Um, that would be the one advice. The other part would be art is not defined by a select few people. You can be an artist doing thousands of different things like the art world, even, even as a painter, you know, that's fractured to be, you could just do portraits. You could do the gallery scene in New York. You could do Southwest paint and landscapes. You could paint, you know, graphic design. You could do drawings of for corporate stuff. You yeah. could draw, you know, uh, game design, like on and on, like don't limit, you know, your definition of an artist to something you've seen on TV or in school or what someone tells you, because it's wide open. You can be creative lots of different ways and don't confuse your income with your profession. Hmm. Don't be scared to invest. You know, lawyers have investments, bankers have investments, yeah. artists can have investments. Next up, Sarah Jameson. my past self i guess it would be and this one's such a hard question too a matter of perspective you know i think that i mean part of it is having a relatively limited exposure to art or you know the value system of what was successful art maybe in high school or growing up and to anywhere really is sort of how well rendered it is versus concepts or ideas or a million other ways you can value anything art but perspective within everything takes its time. Everything, it's so hard. There's so many artists creating work. There's a lot of, like talking again, what makes good art, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, how juried processes work, what someone who's during a show might think is interesting or how you curate something. There's so many variables. And really like what it boils down to, I think, and what I personally ascribe to is just doing the work, creating, being consistent, having your practice, taking it seriously, and knowing that it's sort of an overtime thing. But that's like with anything. There's no few people experience anything overnight. And it's an evolving, growing as you learn, as you become influenced, as you meet different people, as you no gallerists or galleries or as you 
I guess it's kind of, how do I sum it up into a word? It, it's really just sort of process and being engaged and taking your practice seriously and being, taking yourself as seriously as a business as you would imagine that something that's maybe not art would. You know, being your advocate to young artists, I think social media is your biggest free tool. Oh, You'd yes. be preaching to the choir of youths to be like, you know, be on the internet, but it's, it's so true, you know, in a world where you can be anywhere and everywhere you can engage with, you were speaking about being at Art Basel, you don't have to be there necessarily to be there. You can engage with people tagging things, you know, and, and not experience it, but you're there in the algorithmic soup of, you know, finding people or being inspired by their work or commenting or finding connections or maybe the right words engagement. I don't know. The advice you give to yourself, yeah, yeah, is and for others is just great to to engage and be in it wholeheartedly and do as much legwork as you possibly can in creating the work and advocating for yourself and putting it out there into the world and be seen to be taking yourself seriously. I think sometimes, and another thing we were talking about before the mics went on is, you know, being a serious artist and not poo-pooing it and not acting like it's a crazy dream and treating it with the same seriousness that we would treat the dream of being a doctor or whatever, or mechanic. Yeah. Take your pick, you know, and, and coming from that standpoint of standing in, your career or your passion. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Next up, Ali Shargo Speechly. My past self, I would say to, I, I would probably say to really like focus on all my relationships and all of my friendships and relationships a lot while I was in school and while I'm in like different just because like you're always focused on trying to make 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 and do 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 and like really just part of the ride and part of having a successful and balanced life is also community and really like maintaining positive connections with people hmm that that's I I could see that I mean I should I think about like uh, the past relationships I've had with friends and in living in the moment and that that's valid. That, that's that's some good advice. Yeah, because it's like things go by so quickly. Like, you know, I was in right. grad school. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to go out to <laughs> Peter McManus because I want to stay in the studio. And I'm like, you know what, Pastel? You probably should have just gone out and get like twisted with your friends, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Julie Brookman. Ooh, that's a good question. I did have a professor that it was like a turning point in my art making practice. Um, Cause before I would focus on making one and I had a professor who, a glassblowing professor who it actually my two glassblowing professors that helped me the most <laughs> were um, Nate Watson. And he had me make a hundred of something. And I think if you shift your mind from making one to making a hundred, by the time you make the hundredth one, you're pretty good. But when you start off, the first one's kind of junk. Yeah. Um, so that that active re- repetition is really important. Um, and then I had another glass blowing professor that John Layton, who I recently died, which was very sad for me. Um, but he really encouraged people to 
draw and to look at artwork outside of your own medium. And I think those are two, because like glass blowers tend to just look at glass yeah. and it's not, they just copy the things that are being made already. And photographers, they look at photographs and they make more rocks and trees or more whatever that are similar to the people. And I think that if, if photographers looked at paintings more and painters looked at photographs more or sculptures or things like that, work would be more interesting. Um, and I personally like more multidiscipline approaches. Next up, Chrissy Powers. think you really have to get over your fear and just make a lot of work and make a lot of mistakes and make a lot of bad work and just keep trying and figuring out what it is that is working and what's interesting to you and pushing that forward. Yeah. That I think it is a lot of just learning to face that fear, things not working out and sort of playing with that. Hmm. That and taking chances. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, taking chances is nothing wrong doing that, you know. Well, and, and you know, and I guess experiment too is another thing that you're you're kind of saying as well, because you know, like you were speaking earlier that you were working with different types of film to paint on, and it. Yeah. So that that's another thing that I have to remember too is just you know try different materials to play with every once in a while. Yeah, I think it's it's always worth doing, and even sometimes I think sometimes we get afraid. And we can get, especially, I know at, I have this issue still, and I see it when I teach, where, you know, if you are liking something, you start to get afraid of ruining what it is you like, and you can get a little too precious with it, whereas sometimes I've seen people take, you know, especially teaching, I get to the chance to see some people do something really bold. I had a kid who had a painting she liked that was abstract, yeah. but she wasn't quite sure, and then she, like, um matte medium gelled paper over it and then the paint from underneath absorbed in and it created this crazy texture <laughs> and it was just such a bolt like you know i was like i don't know if i'd have the balls to do that with my own work like to just <laughs> take something and completely cover it and then have it come through and see if it would work out and wow. you know that's those sort of chances are really exciting to see yeah that's and true to take <laughs> yeah next up Carlos Ramirez. I think the advice I would give to myself and other artists would be, most importantly, uh, don't ever compare yourself to anyone else. Like, like find your rhythm and, and make sure it's a true rhythm, true to yourself, yeah. and it's what you want to be doing, and don't ever compare yourself to anyone else. Is the minute you start doing that, that's when you kind of, you're going to see flaws. You're going to see a bunch of things you don't like maybe, but, but it's not that, that because you're comparing yourself to something that's way different. It's like comparing a chicken to a dolphin, you know, <laughs> like they're two totally different things, yeah. but yeah, you know, they both do their own thing. <laughs> and, and, um, but, uh, and the other thing I would give probably other artists is how can I put this? Um, if you put 10% into your work, expect maybe a little less than 10% back. Hmm. If you put a hundred percent, then you can expect a little more, like, you know, like not, not, not everybody can just pop an image out and kind of 
like have it go viral, you know, <laughs> like everybody's different, but, yeah. but I, but I think, um, you know, they're not like eggs, like laying eggs. I think Picasso said or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. like some are luckier than others, but, right. but as an artist, if you want to become a working artist, I think like you need to put the time into it. Last but not least, Umar Rashid. This is, uh, what advice would you give your past self or to others? Oh, Jay. <laughs> well, uh, I would tell my past self uh, to charge more money. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, uh, you know, um, man, you know, not get too involved in the art market. Mm. You know, just make your art and be as free and clear about it. I mean, freer than I have been earlier on so that you don't get, excuse me, you don't get gassed by the market. Yeah. You don't, you don't let that affect what you produce. You know, you just make stuff. And I kind of, in a way, I mean, the reason why it's taken me 15 years is I kind of actually followed that advice. Hmm. You know, I don't care about, I mean, I care about the market now because I have two children and I have, you know, bills and things like that. But, you know, initially, I think I've always kind of been true to myself. You know, I've never done anything that I felt like negative about or I felt like I was being untruthful to myself about like everything that I've done has been kind of it's all been planned Hmm. it's all been very much planned from the beginning because I know that I had an advantage over say an abstract painter or another painter who paints portraits of the same thing because I have an entire world to choose from instead of one thing so i would never become a one-trick tony right yeah you know so i guess my greatest advice would be to thine own self be true and don't worry about the the market don't worry about i mean wh- i mean figure out ways to make money i mean you you, you, you gotta sell well, like yeah. paintings yeah. you know for uh a hundred dollars you gotta sell that paint for a hundred dollars and do whatever it takes to make sure that you your artwork pays for itself. Mm, I'm going to write that piece of information down. Thank you. You know, make sure that what whatever you do pays for itself. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to be beholden to anyone for your ideas. Because once an idea, you become beholden to an institution or a gallery or a museum or something for your own ideas. Yeah. Then that's when you start to circumvent your initial impetus for doing whatever the f- it is that you do. <laughs> Right. Wow. You're correct, sir. Like I said, I had to write that down. So <laughs> I might have to get that tattooed or make it into a poster. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but it's, it's just simple truths. Like, I mean, it's very simple, but it's just hard to pull off because we live in, you know, the pluralistic society where up is down, white is black. So everything is crazy. But then the answer to it is very simple. And it's just the choices that, that you make. And but you know, but you can still be angered by the choices you make, even though know how slammed they are. Sometimes I get like angry and jealous. I was like, How is this artist like this just got out of art school? You know, he went to Yale and he paints like cubes and now this guy's like showing in, you know, the the new museum or you know, like something like that. And right. It's been written up in the New York Times and I think this is, you know, just the most vapid trash ever you know but then you know but that is like that person's journey that's true that's true so jealousy can be a motivator anger can be a motivator but the best motivator is you and just doing your work and you know kind of putting on those horse blinders and running your race because if you start to look around you and you start to see the deception 
and all the other that's happening and occurring within your universe, physical sphere, then you'll drive yourself mad. Oh, insane mad. Yeah. 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 Insane. You, it's a maddening thing to try to live, to live, you know, and it's all these maxims and quotes like keeping up with the Joneses and blah, 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 blah. You know, all yeah. that was said for a reason and it's still, you know, relevant because this has been a thing that humans have known since time immemorial, I believe. That is true. So just run your own race, and then you when it's your time, it's your time. But, you know, it's not like you can think about it like it's some cathartic religious experience. I mean, you got to actually, you know, hard work still does factor in. Like, you know, I, I taught myself how to draw. I taught myself how to paint. Like, I didn't learn that in school. Like, I, I was self-taught. If you want to hear full interviews I did with these artists, head on over to ArtboxDNV.com. Artbox is on Instagram at ArtboxDNV. Happy New Year, and thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.